Welcome back to the Dash Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. For the longtime listeners of the Dash Podcast, um, I know I've been away for some time. After five years, you know, really putting in weekly, monthly episodes out, we took two months off. We took an early summer break to finish up the school year and to recalibrate things so that we can bring a higher quality show, a higher quality production. Really want to take everything with the podcast to a new level. We've had 213 episodes, 75 hours of content, 25,000 plus views on um, SoundCloud at least, but through different channels. And so we want to keep on adding value and trying to think about the ways that can be most impactful to you, to your school community, and to those that have children or just looking to develop their SEL skills. So you'll see a few new things. Shout out to the Teach Better Podcast Network. Shout out to SEL Educators. Um, and shout out to BestSelf.co. You'll be seeing more of, of them on the show as well with different um, roles that we've got in the show and things like that. But we're back with some solo episodes. I've got some series. We've got about eight, nine weeks planned out for you guys on the podcast side. But we are Welcome back to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and our goal is to spread awareness and action around SEL. We do this through interviewing school and SEL leaders, reviewing articles, and developing adult social emotional skills. You can subscribe to our show and our other content on YouTube at SEL Educators, or you can find us at Apple Podcasts and Spotify by typing in my name, Trey Gamage in the Dash Podcast. Thanks for listening. But we've also got some additional content coming out from a live perspective, from a webinar perspective, and kind of starting to let you guys in more on what we're doing on the business end, so you can be a part of that as well. So stay tuned to our social media at SEO Educators on YouTube and Trey Gamage on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, not so much Twitter, but we on there. And with that, I want to talk today about a a nice article I read through ASCD called uh, Behavior Management Doesn't Have to Take Tank Relationships. And I thought this was really good. There's an article I have to pull that we read a while ago that talked about how students remember the educators in their life that are both supportive and demanding. So I think that's a good, at some point we get to a place as adults where we don't like being told what to do or putting structure, setting, setting goals means that you're limiting yourself or planning your day means that you are following stuff to a T and we resent some of those things. So when we hear manage relationship or classroom management, it sounds like we're trying to put a boundary or restrict who you are, your personal identity from being let out in a classroom. But, um, it's not that case. And I've been there before. You know, you don't necessarily, you just don't want to be the bad guy with some kids, knowing what they've got going on, knowing what they have been through. Sometimes we can, even as we're trying to advocate for kids, we can do them a disservice. If, if I have a student that's struggling and not meeting their capacity, and I don't want to be the bad guy and tell them to step their game up because I know they're going to get an attitude with me, or I know I'm going to have to call their parent, or I know it's going to be a challenging conversation, I'm actually doing that student a disservice because they're not learning that lesson and they're not growing. So it can be a catch-22. Like you can be the cool teacher, but you, you've got to be demanding and have a high expectation for your students. So this article did a good job of breaking down what trauma is, 
what it looks like. And I want to interject some stories as well that I've got from my experience as an educator as well and navigating some traumas that students have had or we have been pulled out through these journeys as well. And the first one I thought was a crazy stat. Two to three, two out of every three students experience some sort of trauma. That's a lot. Now, there's a range that we have for trauma. Trauma for some folks, uh, my father used to use the analogy, some kids wake up in the morning and they don't have their parents at home. They're getting themselves ready for bed. Um, you know, they're leaving at six o'clock in the morning or the, the other kids are get, they're seeing their parents get up in the morning, make them breakfast, do this and that. And so that can be traumatic in a way and not having an example and what that leads to. But it could also be, you know, death in the family is some things that I've had. Um, death of someone that was close to you. There's all kinds of, it could be baby mama drama. It could be family drama, moving houses type of drama, your house burned on fire type of trauma, trauma that you don't even remember type of trauma, trauma from your ancestors. There's trauma that can come in a lot of places and there's there's ranges. You know, you may think initially that trauma is being on welfare, but trauma could also be getting a divorce and having to move from one house to another or live one lifestyle to another. So, you know, there's some there's some ways to think about trauma and understand what that means. So whatever that trauma is, we have to understand how to navigate through that and also how it might show up, how it might show up. And that's the that's the other point is how does trauma show up? It could show up through emotion, through attitude, through outburst through non-compliance, it, it can show out through non-engagement. There's a lot of ways. And a couple things that, you know, we want to, that I want to do to kind of. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. And we'll see you at the next episode. Tie the knot a little bit. I had a student. I won't even say when. I had a student who was taking the class and we were really close to the end of the semester. And I was messaging the student about finishing the last like five assignments. And they responded to me and was like, yo, you know, this is not something I want to do. This is not something I need. I want to take classes that will help me get to this program in the future. So I'm going to do what I need to do and you just stay out of the way, essentially. Now, my first couple of years as a teacher, as an educator, I went back and forth with some adults, with some parents, or I, I stepped out of line a little bit with some t students as well. But over time, you learn that when they're coming at you, they're not actually coming at you. You, you know, it might think that they're coming at my decisions or my request of them. In actuality, I'm trying to help you reach that goal too. But there's something that we're missing here. So with that student, I, I tried to continue to encourage them to finish the work and that this is what we had to do to reach that goal. Ultimately, um, it wasn't something that they followed through on. And when we got had a chance to have another conversation, we talked through, well, hey, this is what the plan looks like. This is what needs to happen for you to be able to take these classes by this year. Now, you're going to have to retake that class but we're going to make it. And if there's a case when you're not feeling yourself or you're not feeling like following through, 
just remember this piece right here. And now look, you, you, you had your moment here. You, you got to say what you wanted to say, but know that I'm going to be on you and know that this is our expectation and we're going to call home and we're going to make sure that they understand your expectation as well so that we can do this as a unit. We can, we can get through this as a team. And so that's a, that's a case where we're, you know, a student had a reaction, a response that was borderline disrespectful or inappropriate, but instead of going to a consequence with it, we were able to have a conversation about it and see what we needed to do to, to finish that class or retake that class and get on the same page. And now we're, we're not necessarily looking for a solution, but now we've got a relationship. And I'm not letting you off the hook for not getting this stuff done, but I'm also not um, beating you up for how you came at me. I understand we're human and we have those emotions. Another piece is is practicing reflection. There's another student that I have who's uh, now graduated, and so it's a a cool turnaround story for for us as well. So thinking about trauma, I don't know that this student actually had anything that they would classify as trauma, but their upbringing was different than my upbringing, and so their upbringing was a bit more hard than mine. It was a bit more direct than mine. It was a bit more straight shooter than mine. And and I, I tend to be a bit more diplomatic, a bit more slow paced at times and, and wanting to be more agreeable. Now, one of my first interactions with this student here, and I tell you, they tested me. They really tested me. As a class, we had been working on and we're presenting these speeches. It's going to be a great moment. You know, I'm a, if you know me, I'm a speaker. I, I love to teach speaking. I love to show folks how to speak. Communication is key. Everybody prepared their speech. When it was this student's turn to go, didn't say nothing the whole time. Looked like they was ready. Oh, I'm not going. What you, what you mean you're not going? I don't feel like it. We've been working on this for three weeks. Your name is on the schedule. You're going to tell me now you don't feel like going? That's what I said. You know what? Get get up on the stage. Get go ahead. Get up on the stage. We'll just sit here until you ready to go. Get up on that stage and perform. And they just sat there. I'm like, I know you're not really about to make me. I went up to her and I spoke to her um, quietly, and still wasn't listening. And at this point, I realized that I messed up because that student wasn't budging. Now I'm causing a scene. Now they're getting all my attention. And it, it was not working. So I apologized, too, in front of everybody. And I went ahead and let her skip that segment. And then we, we went through. That student never ended up giving their, their speech. They got a zero for it. And our relationship was still off to a rocky start. But about a year later, we were having more conversations um, about attendance, about doing coursework. And they were questioning how I talk. Are you are you really black? Are you really from here? Are you really this or that? Just talk to me real. Just give it to me like this. Just talk to me like that. Like, who are you really? Don't try this and that. And it was such a, a, a challenging conversation, but you could tell there was nothing. She wasn't going to budge. She wasn't going to break on her ideology and her way of thinking. Black people were this way, and I was not her mold of what a black person was. I just explained my points. I wasn't trying to overcome her or overtake her. We were just building relationships. I'm okay with having that challenging relationship. I'm okay with you 
challenging me because you're getting something out that there's something in you that believes this is what a black man is but i can show you better than i can tell you who i am and and what my role or my purpose or my support looks like for people of color and black folks become your best self with bestself.co they have 90-day journals six-month action plans daily journals gratitude cards relationship cards all kinds of things to help you become a better version of yourself. Visit bestself.co and use the code GAMAGE for 15% off your next order. Fast forward one more year, you know, we, we made it through that, that last year, the coming year that we had, um, still had some of the same issues that we had, but there was a different tone that that student had towards me. They recognized that I was not out to get them that I was willing to work with them and we got to a place of understanding. Throughout the entirety of the year, when I would speak to this student, when I would see the student, they would start to reach out to me. They would start to seek my advice on things outside of school. They would start to open up about real world questions. They were in the career field already. We were talking about investments. We were talking about things of this nature. And we had a, we were able to build a strong relationship by the time the year ended to where this student and myself were able to go from a place where our first interaction was um, not a good one in front of the whole class to our last interaction was a reflection, an acknowledgement of how we've come, how far we've come, how we've both grown as people to be able to get from you not black and, and you not don't have my best interest, I'm not listening to you. So now you're someone that I can seek advice from, that we can have two-way conversations with, that there's a mutual respect for. And that reflection in the high school days is what's going to help that student in the future be able to look back on and say, wow, these are skills that I've built. These are reflective skills. These are non-judging skills that I have and things of that nature. So that's one student the first one did have a trauma that we unpacked together that we talked through. This student did not have an explicit trauma that they were speaking to, but they had a way that they were brought up that was different than mine. And so I wasn't trying to change her and she might've wanted to change me, but I know who I am, but we got to a place where we can just respect each other as people. We can move forward as people. We could, I could communicate with her how she wanted to be communicated with and I showed her how to communicate with me, how I want to be communicated with. Now we're able to manage behavior if something goes wrong or she has a question or, you know, getting to the place where, you know, some of those students that used to get in trouble will ask you before they make a decision that might get them in trouble. And so that's a real place of healing. That's a real place of management. For the first student, we were able to get to an understanding in a matter of weeks. For the second student, it took us three years to get to a place of, of management understanding. We might not all have that opportunity, but whatever yours is, if it's a semester or if it's a year, you have an opportunity to build a relationship that makes an impact far beyond your classroom. And those seeds that we plant end up sprouting years and years and years later. The last point on this is emotion-centered pedagogy versus curriculum-centered pedagogy. All my life, I've not been a great student. I understand how to do schoolwork. I understand how to complete tasks. 
but there's some cognitive pieces that I'm just not the best at. But the emotions, how to understand how we communicate, understanding how we, what we say matters, understanding our body language, those pieces are universal. That's a language that everybody speaks, and, and that's a language that causes the most problems and also creates the most success. I've never had a job, I've never had an experience that hasn't come from a relationship, right? At the same time, most of the problems in relationships come from your ability to communicate. Relationships rule the world, communication is key. When you think about behavior management, it's relationships, building that first, and then communication. Sometimes you and I may be saying the same thing, but if we're saying it in different ways, we're not hearing it right. We've got to figure out how to connect the dots. Sometimes that means challenging conversation. Sometimes that means conflict, but we have to go through that obstacle to get to the solution. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth. You've got to go through the rough patches. So behavior management doesn't tank relationships. It's all about relationships and communication. If you want to improve your ability to enhance relationships and communication, just visit seoeducators.com and you'll be able to find our adult SEL skill building program, Relationships and Communication, free download. We'll also leave that for you in the link in the bio. See you next time. This is The Dash. Thanks for listening to us on The Dash Podcast. I definitely hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you liked it, share it with a friend, share it with an educator, share it with someone who needs to hear the message from this episode. You can visit our website, seleducators.com, to learn more about our online courses and professional development training for schools and districts. We'll see you next time. This is The Dash.